Welcome to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes with the Guelph Family Health Study, where we share research and practical tips for applying it to your own family. Each week, we'll bring you evidence-based health information from experts. Our quick tips will help you create healthy habits for a happy home. Welcome back to Healthy Habits, Happy Homes podcast. My name's Catherine, and I'm here with my co-host, Eli. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So in today's podcast, we'll be discussing how to reduce food waste. When was the last time you threw out some fruits or veggies that you purchased? Well, if that's really easy for you to remember, then you're certainly not alone. That's right. It's something we all struggle with, and it turns out food waste is more common than most of us think. So today, we're going to talk about some ways to prevent it. We're joined by Dr. Mike Von Masso, a researcher in the Department of Food, Agriculture, and Resource Economics at the University of Guelph. Mike is interested in how people think about food and is active in the Guelph Food Waste Research Project. Welcome, Mike. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. So to start us off, um, can you just tell us a little bit about your current work around food waste? Um, Well, uh, we have what you mentioned, the Guelph Food Waste Project. Uh, It is a project that we've been working on for probably five or six years, uh, looking at mostly in households, but not exclusively, not only what we throw out, because that's historically been not very well understood, but why we throw it out. So, So trying to come up with an understanding of what's getting thrown out, why it's getting thrown out, and the next step would be, are there things we can do to encourage people to throw out less because if you think about it uh, it costs you money yeah we're wasting resources environmental cost and also uh, the health impacts Mm -hmm. I mean fundamentally we're supposed to eat five or ten servings of fruits and vegetables a day and it appears though some people are buying fruits and vegetables think they get credit for eating them and then yeah. throwing them out so <laughs> the intentions there but we're having yeah. a hard time we're having a hard time you know thinking about things like storage and and things like that that are that are important to to making sure we're not throwing uh, we're not throwing as much out saving ourselves some money Eli made the point about uh, fruits and vegetables we also know that about two-thirds of the food we throw out are fruits and vegetables oh wow and and so the most Mm-hmm. healthy stuff the stuff we're trying to get people to eat the most yeah is is the stuff that they're throwing out oh, interesting. everyone everyone is sort of aware that food waste is a problem but how bad is the food waste problem in, in canada in particular well we throw out a lot of food <laughs> we, we throw out a lot of food particularly uh, at the household level um one thing we understand more now than we did before is that Food waste is highly variable from household to household. So some households don't throw out much at all, and some households throw out a huge amount. Uh, Some work we did here in Guelph suggests that uh, the average household throws somewhere between four and four and a half kilos of food out a week. Wow. And and so, you know, that... uh, Now, we have some households that are throwing out considerably less than that. Some households that are throwing out considerably more than that. Mm -hmm. But... But that's not an insignificant volume of, uh, no. of, of stuff that we're throwing out. Again, mm-hmm. value and, uh, and just uh, what it's costing us yeah. and, and the opportunity cost of, of, of health. We should be eating those apples yeah. and carrots and lettuce and all of that. Yeah, there's lots of nutrients that are just going down the garbage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so you mentioned that it's particularly a problem in households. And, and so why is it particularly in households that this is an issue? What's well, I think there's a couple of things that are, uh, households probably have the least economic incentive to reduce waste because in Canada, we pay a relatively low proportion of our income on food. So food is quite affordable. That right. doesn't mean it's affordable for all of us, and it doesn't mean we feel the the, 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 the sting in our budget. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's no cost associated with throwing things out. So right. if I'm okay. a business, if I'm a grocery store or a food processor, I have to pay someone to haul it away. At the household level, the cost of disposal is covered in a, either our rent or our property taxes. Right. And so the volume isn't really... That we, we don't get any penalty associated with the volume. Mm -hmm. we, we don't think about what we throw out to a significant degree. Our research suggests the more people think about it, the less they throw out. So just paying attention means we, we can throw less out. There are other factors like being busy and, and, and stuff like that, that that matters. But in the, in the big picture, mm -hmm. it's probably not cost, you know, it, People say, well, it's 28 to $30 a week. That's not an insignificant amount, yeah, but many of us, yeah, that adds yeah. up, that adds up very quickly. But the truth is that we've sort of built it into our grocery cost, right? right. Groceries cost us however much it costs us per week. Yeah. And part of that is the cost of what we throw out. And, and what we'll see is we're spending less per week if we're throwing less out rather than the cost. So I, th I think the economic incentive is, is there and we've just sort of hard-coded it into our into our processes right yeah. we think well the truth is we're supposed to eat fresh fruits and vegetables yeah. so we have to buy them some of them are going to go bad mm -hmm. that's true but I don't think it's necessarily true that it has to be as much as as, as it we seemed are to be very ingrained somehow yeah it's just it's yeah. it's 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 what we do right we, we mm -hmm. you know if you uh, if you ask people how much they throw out they consistently underestimate it yeah. And, and then you start to ask people to think about it and document it. They go, wow, I had never thought about it. And actually, if we ask people to do waste diaries, they tend to undervalue how much they're yeah. throwing out. Yeah. We often feel guilty about it too, mm -hmm. right? There's this sort of, that just the fact that we call it waste is there, there's this yeah. stigma attached to it. And so we feel guilty and so we try not to think about it. And it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting when you do audits of households you can you can actually see some behaviors uh, where people feel guilty about it. Okay. Right? Because they'll hide food. Oh, interesting. You know, it, we're, we do waste audits and people will hide batteries because they know they're not supposed to throw batteries oh. out, right? <laughs> right? That yeah. They're not supposed to. So you, you, you find them hidden. For food that is good, yeah. often people will hide it so that I don't know what they think. That you're People not going to find it, yeah. But, but, well, and we're not, not, someone's not looking at your yeah. garbage all the time. Yeah. Right? It, it's yeah. just not happening. But uh, but I think you can s clearly see signs that people feel uncomfortable or yeah. guilty well, about. Even an audit sounds scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that I've read something about composting and yeah. that potentially composting, you know, people that compost um, aren't wasting as much or are they wasting more? Like, how does that fit in? Because sometimes I feel like, oh, you know, we were up at the cottage last week and we accidentally left some foods in our fridge and I came home and I thought, okay, it's okay, it's going in the compost, at least it's going back to the environment. Is yeah. that the right attitude or? Well, I think, uh, I mean, it's not a bad thing to to divert organic matter, food, uh, to an organic stream. In Guelph here we have, right. uh, you know, some municipalities don't have them. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
there appears to be a difference. So I'm going to answer your question two ways. There appears to be a difference in municipalities that have a a sort of a green stream. Okay. An organic stream. And there's some evidence that those municipalities, the households in those municipalities actually throw out more. Because you feel there's like there's less guilt. There's less guilt, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? Oh, it's okay. It's going. It's yeah. going. You know, it's <laughs> not going in landfill. It's going in the organic. Now, the truth is, in the short term, organic stream costs more than the garbage stream. Okay. Uh, but we're doing it a to get the habits in, and b because it's a, a good thing to do at the municipal level. Uh, so some of us then, like you said, feel less guilty. Yeah. When when we're putting it, the, we also looked at households that home compost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and households that home compost throw out less food, okay. whether that's going in the organic stream or into the uh, into the garbage stream. They mm-hmm. throw out less. More recently, and this is work that we did with the Guam Family Health Study, we asked people to say, if you were going to throw that in your composter, give it to us, and we'll look at it. Okay. And we'll and we'll assess it. What's clear is, people who home compost mm-hmm. put less into the municipal stream. But don't necessarily throw less food out. Okay. We, they just they just put it into their composter at home, and don't put it into the green bin at uh, at at the curb. Yeah. So uh, there's some evidence at a macro level that mm-hmm. people throw out more food if they have the opportunity to compost. Yeah. Uh, but people who compost at home don't necessarily throw less out. They just don't put it into the municipal stream. Right, right. So it's, yeah. it's going to the compost in their garden or Yeah, or it even happened. benefits yeah. them from throwing a little bit, you know, more out because they get to maybe use it in their gardens if they have soil that gets produced from that compost. But I guess well, the food cost waste is, is yeah, still there. Still, you yeah. still got the food. You, you still got the cost of, of food. You mm-hmm. still got the fact that you didn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> the and, health benefits. And from an environmental perspective, you also have to think about the fact that it's not just the environmental cost of, of the greenhouse gases that are created by it going into landfill and and mm-hmm. organic matter is what's causing us problems and well lots of things are causing us problems <laughs> in landfill. Yeah. Yeah. but organic matter is what's causing a significant amount of the greenhouse gas produced at landfill yes. mm-hmm. but 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 it doesn't consider any of the pre household environmental impacts so we are transporting that stuff we are producing that yeah. stuff all of those resources and environmental costs that go with them happen and then we're putting it into our composter so it's great that it goes into the composter uh, but we really should be focusing more on reduction than on diversion but but the last thing about home composting that is good is that it's costing less money right because a we're using that compost in our garden and our flower beds even if we're just spreading it on the lawn uh, that's good but we're not trucking it away from the households we're not you know we're not uh, putting it through the process at our municipals uh, at our municipality mm-hmm. and we're not then trucking that compost somewhere else so, so so overall that's a good thing yeah so it sounds like on the start it's still costing a lot the food's still being shipped to the grocery store wherever you're buying it but on the, the exit side it is saving some money it is saving yeah, yeah. yeah. So when we think about you know reducing waste, what can what can a family do to help reduce that waste at kind of either end in terms well, the, of the first thing I'd say production. is think about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just as you put stuff in your green bin or your garbage, depending on where you are, uh, think about why am I putting it in there? Mm-hmm. What you know, uh, what sort of habits uh, are 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 causing this to go to waste? And and in some cases, it's just we're busy. You know, families are yeah. busy. Uh, a lot of the things we're finding out is that 
different families have different reasons. So I can't say, here are the two things that will stop food waste in your home. But I, but I, I can say, here are some things to think about. Uh, the more you shop, generally the less you throw out. Now I understand families are busy, but if we go shopping once a week or even less than once a week and get big volumes of, of stuff, it's much more likely to go bad. Um, storage is a big mm. thing. Thinking about storage and which things need to be stored which ways and okay. how we can extend the life of things. We're storing a lot of things incorrectly. Ah. And so there are a ton of interesting resources online, Love Food, Hate Waste, other things. They'll say, for this kind of product, here's how to store it. Here's a reasonable amount of time okay. that you should be able to store that for. So yeah. Love Food, Hate Waste. Yes. Dot .ca? Dot .ca, okay. yes. Awesome. And uh, so they've got a bunch of really cool tools that, that will tell you. Understand what a best before date means. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> mean expired, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Probably the least well understood piece of information on food packaging is a best before date. And we use it synonymous, as you said, with uh, expiry, and it's not. It's not a regulatory thing. There is not anyone who's saying this is how you determine the date. It is the company who decides when that product will be at its peak. Right. Until. So. Uh, you know, if you keep eggs beyond their best before date, they're often still good if the shell is intact, mm -hmm. but they might get a little more runny. So when, if you're making a, a fried egg, it might spread out a little bit more in the pan. Yeah. It's still good. And the health Yo benefits still there, right? Like all in of terms the nutrition of, yeah. is still in there. Yeah. You know, yogurt, this is one that we fought over in my house because my wife consistently thought best before date was a, an expiry date yeah. and that at midnight, you know, Cinderella yoga. <laughs> at, mid at midnight on the best before date, it was all of a sudden bad. <laughs> yeah, out it goes. And, uh, and, and you know, if, it, if it's got some gelatin in it, maybe it gets a little more runny, but it's still usually good. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand is from a food safety perspective, food can go off before the best before date. Oh, for sure. You sure. still have to smell it, <laughs> yeah, look at the color. All, you have to do, still do all of the things that you would, mm -hmm. but a best before date isn't a good guide uh, isn't a good guide for food safety. That means take advantage of deals at the store too, right. because stores often, you know, we won't buy things beyond the best before date. So stuff often comes off the shelf two or three days before the best before date because right. people won't buy it. Yeah. And where so, does it go then? Well, often gets thrown out or goes mm. back to the manufacturer and then gets thrown out. And the interesting thing is that's still product that has excellent quality left and and for probably many days yeah, or, and, yeah. and so that becomes a, an important one and again this is often hard for a time-constrained family but yeah. think about how you could use that product in some other way if it's not good for what you originally intended mm -hmm. it for. Sure. so I, I live out in the country a little bit I have to haul my garbage okay so was, you're definitely thinking yeah, about what yeah. you're throwing out. well and and I went and, and I looked in the bin the other day and I looked down and I saw a bunch of apples. And I thought, there's two or three of those apples. I thought I could still eat them. No, I, I didn't go into the <laughs> bin and, and eat them. But the rest of them were maybe a bit wrinkly. They weren't quite as nice for a table apple anymore. Yeah. But applesauce or yeah. apple crisp or... And, apple and so, pie even. Yeah. yeah. So so some of those things are hard to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of them are hard to do for people who are time constrained. But just thinking about what is an alternative use for this product yeah. becomes a, an excellent way to, to still get that nutrition mm -hmm. and uh, maybe throw a little less out and, and 
make you have to buy a little less next time you go to the grocery store. Yeah, super interesting. I always think about freezing for that. Like fruits and vegetables that are kind of going bad, I've started throwing in them in the freezer so yeah. that they can then be my smoothies what? in the morning instead. And that, that's exactly what happens at our house too, is you know, a banana gets a little brown and I'm a bit of a finicky banana eater. I don't like it when it gets yeah, a little too. brown. Yeah, I feel like there's two camps on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, a, I'm not as, a, as keen on them, but yeah. we'll throw them in a container. And as you say, mm-hmm. bang, throw them in the blender, milk. Make some banana bread. Yeah. yeah. All of those things, easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just taking the time. And frankly, for families with kids, becomes an excellent way to give them some basic food skills. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we can be busy, but let's take 10 minutes with our kids and and, uh, it just makes them that much more self-sufficient when they get away to college or university or or they're living on their own. So getting some of those habits started early and sort of a an attitude of waste reduction becomes mm-hmm. invaluable, not only for what you're doing in your home, but for the lessons you're imparting yeah. at going forward. It maybe helps with those behaviors becoming ingrained. For us, yeah. you know, we, we, we're throwing stuff out all the time, but if our kids are aware of it early on, then, you know, the next generation, there'll be less waste potentially. Well, and, and I think about, uh, I'm a first generation Canadian. Uh, my parents came from Europe uh, uh, after the Second World War and we're food insecure. And now, we know that in some families, of some immigrant families that were food insecure, the first generation is, is loath to waste food. And sometimes we see in subsequent generations some conspicuous consumption. Mm-hmm. You know, we're successful, we've become more secure. Yeah. But, but I think to a degree we can impart those, sure. those yeah. lessons early mm-hmm. and things become habits. Habits are hard to break. Yeah, yeah. And I know that some of the research that you've done with the Guelph Family Health Study and collecting that trash that um, they found that families who involved their kids in some of that meal prep and stuff seemed to waste less food. Yep, it's true. So so Mm -hmm. families who were engaged in food, and it's not only the Guelph Family Health Study work, but previous work we've done here in the city of Guelph have said people who think about food, people who value food, throw less of it out. So the more time and attention you spend uh, planning means you care more about it and you're less Mm -hmm. likely to throw it out. That doesn't mean the other people don't care. There's a bunch of other things that may go on. Uh, But but thinking about it it means you value it more. Mm -hmm. and, And again, imparting those lessons on your kids, involving them in food prep generally looks like it reduces the amount that we throw out. Yeah, yeah. And there must be some other benefits of that. I mean, why is less food being wasted? If the kids are involved in the cooking process, maybe because they're eating more of the food too. Less so pickiness. Exactly. Well, I think, I think those are, are, real, are real issues. And, and I mean, it can be a challenge sometimes figuring out what your kids want to eat mm-hmm. uh, and getting them to try new things. But keeping them engaged, I think, really can make a, make a significant difference. Mm-hmm. Because again, then as they become older, even as they're teenagers, if they're making a snack, they're more likely to make a healthy snack because they know. All of those things, I think, are outstanding ways to reduce waste, but mm-hmm. also just getting them to eat healthier. All of these other things that we that we think are important and lower waste is is probably a, just a, a a nice benefit, a secondary benefit from, mm-hmm. from, from doing those sorts of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
Well, uh, thank you very much for joining us today and talking about food waste. We had a great time discussing this. Yeah, I think you provided with so many great tips and you've certainly convinced me to be really mindful of what's going in my bin and even what I'm buying at the store. Yeah, so thank so, you so well, much. Well, I appreciate the time, right? So. Every little bit makes a difference. Great. Thank you so much, thank Mike. You. Well, thanks for having me. We learned from Dr. Mike Von Masso that teaching children how to prevent food waste also promotes other healthy lifelong behaviors. So we asked Ella from the Guelph Family Health Study what her experiences are with food waste. So Ella, is food waste something that your family thinks about? I think we definitely do think about it. I think that we think about it as like, don't put as much on your plate so that if you, you can always go back and get more if you need it. Sure, yeah. So then how much food that you're eating in the first place so you don't waste it. And then how about wa the, the waste that you do have? How, how do you sort of treat your waste? What do you do with it? We compost our waste and we sort it into the proper bin. Oh, okay. So you have a compost and then you recycle as well? Yeah. Okay, and then you have your regular waste. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we had a really great conversation with Mike in terms of um, how to reduce our food waste and tips in terms of bringing more awareness to um, when we're buying foods and how to use those foods up. So we went to the website that Mike told us about, lovefoodhatewaste.ca, to get some more tips on how to properly store our food and how to use it up. Yeah, and so something really interesting that we found out are that the two drawers at the bottom of your fridge have different humidity levels and that the drawer on the bottom left of your fridge um, is more specific for those greens and the vegetables that are really sort of susceptible to wilting. Yeah, and so you can set that drawer at a high humidity, so those fridges that have the little dials on them for those drawers, and then the other drawer set to a low humidity. So those are for fruits and some vegetables like apples, pears, mushrooms, and melons. Those are actually all stored together. And I didn't know that, Eli, because in, at my house right now, I store all the fruits together and all the vegetables together. But exactly. in terms of making them last longer um, and making sure I'm not wasting those foods, I guess, you know, store things that wilt together and store things that don't wilt together. And the door is the warmest part of the fridge. And so huh. I actually didn't know that either. Maybe you want to rethink where you're putting the things that are in the door of the fridge. Yeah, interesting, because here it says, you know, store things like um, jams or sauces on the door of the fridge because they don't need to stay as cold. But things like eggs shouldn't actually be on the door. Right, they, or milk. Yeah, they need to be in the middle where it's the coldest part of the fridge. And so... I don't know if you knew this, but the website here says that our fridges should be at four degrees Celsius or lower, and that's for food safety, knowing that our food is stored at a, a level that, or a coldness factor, that bacteria isn't growing, but it's also um, to make sure our food lasts the way it's supposed to. So these are just some of the things that we've learned, but if you are interested in learning more about how to um, keep your food fresh for longer, check out Love Food Hate Waste. The website has all sorts of guides on how to properly store things in the fridge. It also has some recipes and tips for using food up while it's still good. So just like we do at the end of every episode of Healthy Habits Happy Homes, we like to summarize the most helpful tips that we've come up with. So today after speaking to Dr. Mike Von Masso, um, the first really important tip is to think more about your food. So reflecting on your purchasing um, and identifying which foods you waste the most is really important. So try to adjust either how you buy that food or new ways that you can prepare it so that you're not wasting it. 
Secondly, make more frequent um, grocery trips and buy less food. So people who buy less food and more frequently, though, have been shown to waste less. I think for me, Eli, one of the biggest take-home messages was that um, in my house, I can make a measurable and meaningful difference. So little things really do add up. Little things like making a grocery list before I go to the store so I'm not haphazardly buying things. Um, and making a plan for my weekly meals so I use up the ingredients I have in my fridge. Um, it also makes, you know, the busy evenings much easier because I know right. what I'm supposed to have on Tuesday yeah. nights instead of the old open the fridge and go, okay, what am I going to make work <laughs> from what's in here? Exactly. So, so in terms of healthful eating, I also make sure that I'm getting a balance of the nutrients if I have a plan. So if you are looking for more information about how to use up some of your foods, um, check out our Facebook page. We have two recipes posted on there for you this week. One is a muffin recipe that uses up any fruit mash you can make from fruits that have kind of turned in the fridge. And we also have a simple jam recipe. So we've got that posted on our Facebook page. So you can check it out there on Facebook at Guelph Family Health Study. Until next time, this has been Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Healthy Habits, Happy Homes. We can't wait to have you tune in with us next week. But in the meantime, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, www.guelphfamilyhealthstudy.com or visit us on Facebook at Guelph Family Health Study. Thanks and have a great week.